Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to ah, another episode of the MLS Junkie Podcast. Uh, the first episode that will take place with ah, finally the MLS season. We have waited, and it has shown us a lot. It has shown us a lot off the first week. Um, some things that were easily predicted, some things, you know, not so predicted, but we're going to talk about all that. I'm going to give you all the scores, and then once I give you all the scores, um, I'll go into detail about things I want to talk about, because some of it's pretty standard, um, stuff that, you know, you would assume, uh, other stuff, well, we'll get into it. Uh, so first, I have the Portland Timbers and Minnesota United kicking off, uh, on Friday, it ended 5-1 in favor of the Portland Timbers. And then we had Real Salt Lake holding Toronto FC to a draw. Columbus Crew holding Chicago to a draw. FC Dallas beating the Galaxy. Colorado beating New England. DC United holding Sporting Kansas City to a draw. Uh, Houston beating the Seattle Sounders. San Jose beating Montreal. Orlando beating New York City FC, uh, Atlanta falling 2-1 to New York to the New York Red Bulls, and uh, we got Philadelphia and Vancouver, uh, who finished up their game not too long ago, uh, tied 0-0, so, or nil-nil, whatever. Uh, so first off, what I'm going to talk about is obviously the Portland and Minnesota game, that's a big game, uh, Portland coming off of one of the worst title defenses in MLS history, going up against the new expansion team, um, who I didn't think much of, and not a lot of other people thought thought much of, um, rightfully so. I even said, I'm pretty sure in my last video, that um, even if they beat them 7 nothing, it wouldn't really mean anything. Um, Minnesota were mostly NASL-level players. Um, they didn't go out and splash money like Atlanta, who I'll talk about later, but... What I'm trying to say is, like, Minnesota performed, well, to, to their credit, they performed a little bit better than everybody thought. They had a couple of standout players. They had that number 16, Kadri, who played out wide. Um, they had uh, their left center back, I think. Uh, yeah, left center back, Calvo. He was really good. Um, uh, Warner, Warner was Warner. He played all right. Ibarra, when he came in, was all right. Their number ten, Ramirez, did a lot when he came in. Um, well, he obviously scored in the first goal. Uh, the twenty-six year old from, uh, I believe, California. Uh, he was he was pretty good. He, he's one of the only NASL level players that really performed to the MLS standard, um, or to a higher standard anyway when he was on the field. Um, but I'm gonna break down this game because. Minnesota was able to hold Portland 2-1, right? And they were pretty even until the penalty was called. I think that the penalty um, really made them unwind a little bit. They got discouraged. They were angry. So they fell apart after that. Uh, People seem to credit Portland with, oh, this big win. and Oh, maybe they're going to come back. Maybe. Maybe they will. But it's against Minnesota. Like... That's that's my only knock against them is that it's against Minnesota. Um, for week two, Portland is going up against the, the Houston Dynamo. So I mean, like they won't they won't really be tested. Or sorry, no, that's their third week. Their second week, I believe they are playing against. Is it L.A.? 
yeah, Portland is playing against LA. That's a test. Because even though LA kind of underperformed this weekend, which we'll talk about, um, it's still going to be a better test for Portland because their back line, Portland's back line, as I stand by, is shaky as hell. It is shaky as hell. The goal that was conceded, oh, excuse me, the goal that was conceded, um, that game against Minnesota was weak as shit. The guy got it at the top of the box. The two center backs are nowhere to be near, and he just turns around and kicks it in the bottom corner. The guy's got about five yards of space for between him and the center back, and uh, like that, you can't defend like that. You you cannot defend like that. And if they plan to challenge and make the playoffs, then they really need to tighten up defensively. And I mean, speaking about tightening up defensively, I also feel like Minnesota needs to work uh, defensively, uh, if anything. Um, they seem to be all right at holding possession. Uh, a couple, a couple mistakes here and there, but um, I think, I think they did better than everybody is making them out to be. Um, I think that there's definitely room to improve, but for their first showing, it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, Portland, Portland needs to shore up their defense, and I mean, the, even their goals. Like, there's two goals. The first two goals that were scored against them were, um, I'll argue, were the problem of the Minnesota right back. The Minnesota right back had an absolute mare. Um, so, you know, he just couldn't get in front of his man, couldn't couldn't uh, beat anyone to headers. and it, Like, it was atrocious. He was all right going forward, but, I mean, like, you're a right back. You're supposed to defend. So, um, yeah, and, I mean, like, that's that's some of the things that I saw. Um, when watching the game, I'm not really shocked about how it turned out, but then again, I'm not going to hold, um, Portland to this huge standard, and I mean, Minnesota, even though they lost 5-1, they still had majority possession, right, it was still like, I think it was still like 55-45, um, they do need to generate a couple more chances, but the fact that they only had two shots, and one of them went in, speaks a lot to, to Portland, Portland's got to get their stuff together if they plan to compete, Alright, and uh, next up, next game I want to talk about uh, briefly is Real Salt Lake and Toronto FC. Uh, Toronto FC did very well. Um, I think it was a strong start to the campaign. Besides actually winning, um, it was it was really good. Um, the possession was about 50-50. Um, I, you know what, to go to Real Salt Lake and to get a draw, uh, it's alright. Um, they could have put the game away early. Uh, unfortunately, Josie uh, Altador missed a couple key chances. Giovinco missed a penalty. Uh, it could have been done with really early. Um, you know, and then they almost got caught a couple times. Uh, Toronto did uh, defensively because uh, <coughs> Hagland <coughs> on a couple of um, couple of attempts there, and uh, luck. We got lucky uh, once with Joel Plata missing an absolute sitter. Um, so yeah, like they could have put the game away if we didn't capitalize early on, which is what I was afraid of. So Toronto needs to look to put the ball in the back of the net, obviously, and um, just tighten up the defense a little bit. I, I heard Chris Mavinga was in France because his wife just gave birth, so he should be with us next game when we take on the Philadelphia Union. So that's all right. Um, we'll, 
we'll see how the next game goes. I think that we'll do just fine. Uh, Columbus Crew held Chicago to a draw. Chicago should have been up 3-1, 4-1. Chicago really impressed me. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, not their midfield, but their attack. Uh, David Akam is an absolute animal. Um, I watched their... I watched their second goal. They, or sorry, I watched their goal, and like he, he just like pretty much, huh, he just outpaced everybody. You know, like if he could stay healthy, and serve it into that big striker up top that they pulled from, uh, I think it's Poland. Uh, they'll be fine. Um, their defense is a little, eh, but I mean, the they'll be okay. I think they can clinch a bottom seed for sure if if the, uh, if they plan to get in the playoffs. Um, FC Dallas and LA, the the game that I titled to be uh, the game of the week, uh, didn't disappoint. Um, it was a lot of neck and neck uh, between the two teams. LA Galaxy having the majority of possession, 66% to Dallas's 34. Um, a lot of shots, but only a couple on target. Two for LA, three for Dallas. Um, there was there, there's a lot to be said about this match. Uh, the guys that we expected to perform performed. Um, Giovanni De Santos scored a PK in the 53rd minute to tie it up, and Acosta um, managed to finish it up. So I mean, and I mean, they were they were quality goals that Dallas scored, and I wasn't surprised. I mean, they have a lot of attacking talent, um, and yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, I don't think that LA should be too worried. I think they should still come top four in the West, uh, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see how they do against Portland next week. Colorado managed to beat New England, which is shocking. Um, because Colorado, to me, doesn't have a lot of weapons up top. Uh, so yeah, like they only had two shots on target. Um, they had 49% possession. It was just, it, they were just average. Both teams were pretty average. Um, New England with a strange formation of a 4 1 2 1 2. You know, so uh, we'll see how they go. I can't make a good judgment based on the first uh, game with them because I honestly just don't know. Um, DC United tied Sporting Kansas City. Uh, DC United. Uh, pretty much uh, defended uh, a lot of the game. They they had a lot of shots. Um, they had a lot of shots, but they mainly played counterattack, so they were able to get off six shots. Uh, Kansas City had five. Uh, this is on target, of course. Uh, Kansas City had 15 in total. But, um, you know, they committed twice as many fouls with 22 fouls, so you could tell that they were defending for most of the game. Um... Um, what's it called? Uh, Ian Harks didn't play. Um, I think that if they decide to go forward, I believe that he should get some playing time. They should get him integrated in the squad. Um, all that stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, still expecting big things from DC United, but we'll see. Houston Dynamo were able to steal the spotlight from the Seattle Sounders, which was shocking. Um, I just I. It was just it. Uh, it's like the same thing that happened to Portland last year. It's just hiccuping after you win the MLS like Cup final. So I I can't. I'm not gonna give them too much crap. If they lose next week, I'll give them crap. 
Um, but you know what, Clint Dempsey, good for him getting back on the board. But in my opinion, it's a weak goal to be conceded for Fry when he let in that free kick. So I know Fry. I know that he wouldn't. Um, I know that he wouldn't like something like that going in because it was a very, very weak free kick in my opinion. Um, the second goal. What are you gonna do? The second goal was a good strike. So, um, but yeah, I think that Seattle will be fine. Um, Houston, I want to see what happens with them. They are going through a rebuilding period. If they can keep winning, maybe we'll give them the confidence to keep going. Maybe we'll see their um, old quality come back, if you will. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't think much is going to happen. I think it was just luck for them. But I don't know. I could just be really throwing them under the bus here. But who knows? Who knows? Um, San Jose managed to beat Montreal. Um, San Jose actually managed to get 17 shots with four on target um compared to montreal's five with zero on target uh they seem to really struggle to put anything together in the final third make anything count um only put in about eight crosses uh so it didn't seem good from montreal um they seem to have no attacking force uh we'll see what happens um Again, I, like, Dominic Aduro got taken off in, in the 63rd minute, and if that's the case, he's either having a shit night or he's just, like, struggling because he's usually really good for them. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, they seem to be really struggling, uh, but it's the first game of the season. Uh, I can't go much into detail because I only have one game to go on and preseason, but preseason doesn't really count to fuck anymore. So we'll see what happens with Montreal. If they stay crap, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Um, they only, as I said before, they only re-signed people from last year. So while other teams were getting better, predominantly they got worse. Um, or, or or if not worse, they stayed the same. So in, in a league where people are spending money and bringing in big players and making big moves signing old players and keeping them on your roster while not helping it by bringing in anybody it kind of I could kind of see why they would struggle in the first game and not have enough attacking quality going forward um and then today Sunday when I'm recording this um Orlando City managed to beat New York City FC uh 1-0 um off of Kyle Lauren's goal, which was Orlando's only shot on target. Orlando had 32% possession. Um, New York City had 68. Uh, they had 7 shots on goal, so clearly not their night. With 22 crosses, I mean, it's bright from New York City. They shouldn't have lost. It, like, it was just unlucky for them. Um, I have faith in them going forward. Um, I think Orlando's going to struggle. Uh, Kaká was off in the 11th minute. Uh, because of a apparent hamstring injury, which is obviously not ideal. Um, I don't know how long Kaká is going to keep going in this league if he does that. Um, you know, it's it, it's that's hard, man. Um, I I don't know I don't know what to say uh, for Kaká. I don't know if he should keep going. Uh, he seems to be really struggling. He's in the back nine of his career at this point. At this point, you know you gotta really lay shit on the table, and even though, even though you might love the game, um, is it worth it? You know, what's the point? Even though you love the game, you don't really play, do you? Because you're constantly out injured. Um, 
Vancouver Whitecaps and Philadelphia just ended recently uh, for me when I'm recording this, and they ended 0-0. Not really shocked. Both teams are kind of a whole bunch of meh. Um, Philadelphia got five shots on target to Vancouver's one, so it seems like Freddie Montero wasn't a factor at all. Um, Not going to lie, I didn't watch this game. Couldn't be asked, really. Um, I kind of figured it was going to be a draw. Um, But... Uh, Philly had a little bit more possession so I mean they could take that away from the game I guess Uh, and the final game is Atlanta and the New York Red Bulls now I have a lot to say about this game so I'm gonna get myself prepared here we go alright so Atlanta 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 they did extremely well like I thought they would on their debut um I gave them a little bit of crap because I thought the New York Red Bulls were going to be a little bit better than they were, but that's not the case. I I thought they were going to do well. I didn't think that they would do this well. Um, they were able to generate 14 total shots with four on target uh, to New York's nine total shots with five on target. Uh, they put in uh, more than triple New York's crosses and were able to keep 55% possession uh, during the match. And you know what? They did extremely well. Um, their first goal was very good. Um, and then, unfortunately, you know, New York got one back. And then, unfortunately, to um, Atlanta, they tied. Or, sorry, they um, conceded an own goal, which is very, very depressing. Um, it's It's unfortunate, but they were very, very impressive. Um, I am very happy for them. I think that they are going to go, um, very far in the MLS. I think that this was a tough result, uh, for Atlanta as they put in an incredible performance, uh, that was highlighted by brilliant young stars that, um, Atlanta has put their money into and for good reason, for good reason, you know, like it, they put money into these guys and they performed, which is good. Uh, if you look at Minnesota, their top guy um, or most anticipated guy, Abu Dunlady, he's out with back spasms. Injuries were a huge thing for him um, before in the NCAA. There were a lot of questions. That's why a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to go first overall, but he ended up going first overall. And now, you know, he's having more of the same problems, a lot of issues. Um, was it back spasms? Was it nervousness? Who knows? Uh, reportedly, it's back spasms. But and if that's the case, you know, will this kid last in this league, or will he be one of these injury-prone guys that just you know falls off the map and doesn't live up to expectations? We'll see. Um, what else? Sorry, where was I? Oh, Atlanta. Um, <laughs> so Atlanta next week will I think pick up their first win as. On the Sunday, they play Minnesota United. I know I'm going to watch that game. I would consider that game uh, probably match of the week. Two expansion teams going at it, um, you know, and I think Atlanta can pick up their first W against Minnesota. Um, I think that they have a lot of attacking talent that, rightfully so, was bought at a high price. Um, And they are going to reap the benefits this season. I think that they could be an a um oh 
what was I going to say, a uh, MLS Cup playoff team. I really do. I'm not going to say they're going to win it all. If they do, that would be unbelievable. Uh, and I think, and I think that would be the most impressive thing to ever happen in MLS history. But I think that they could definitely clinch a uh, playoff spot with um, with the talent that they have. I mean, when you drop 8.5 million on a player, man, you, <laughs> you can't expect you can't expect them not to impress. So, um, Atlanta, the organization, clearly came out to make to make a message. Uh, by spending the money on players, which they did, uh, pick up good talent from around the um, MLS, and you know build their team. So it was all right. It was all right. Um, the players, uh, for them, Assad, who scored the goal, he was played. He played really well. Um, Almira in the eight point five million um, uh, player that they paid for he did really well martinez up top he did really well like all these young players um were were incredible for them the the one thing that i <laughs> i am going to argue with is um carlos carmona uh the 30 year old from chile did get a red card in the 88th minute um so i think that that is definitely something that they need to work on the discipline uh they have to relax but you know, so will it affect them losing Carmona? Um, maybe, uh, maybe. I I don't think. I think it was a very very stupid thing to get that red, but uh, regardless, it was still an impressive MLS debut. Uh, I got a lot of hope. I got a lot of hope for this team. So we'll see how it goes. I can't wait to watch Toronto FC versus Atlanta. I think that's going to be one hell of a game. Um, as I said, I think Toronto FC plays. Yeah, Toronto FC plays Philadelphia. Um, Chicago plays Real Salt Lake. New England plays Orlando. New York Red Bulls play Colorado. Montreal plays Seattle. Houston plays Columbus. Sporting KC plays FC Dallas. San Jose plays Vancouver Whitecaps. And on the Sunday, New York City FC plays DC, Minnesota versus Atlanta, and LA versus Portland. So, um, honestly, it's a quite good matchup of games. Um, what's it called? Uh, I want to see how New England fares against Orlando. I think Orlando just got lucky, so I want to see if they can prove me wrong. Um, see if. New York can keep going and use their win against Atlanta to um, continue their string of success against Colorado. Uh, Seattle, let's see if they bounce back against Montreal, or maybe Montreal will bounce back. Who knows? Seattle has a lot to prove, so let's see if the pressure either gets to them or they're able to perform next game. Um, I believe that they are in Montreal. Yes, they are. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. An away game. Um, against Montreal, who was a top playoff contender last year. You know, we'll see what happens. Houston, let's see if they can keep their success going against a Columbus team who struggled a little bit against Chicago, uh, rightfully so. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Sporting Kansas City, see if they can um, steal three points away from FC Dallas. I don't think that's going to happen. I think FC Dallas is going to come away with the win because they simply have way too much uh, attacking prowess. Um San Jose. I want to see if they can. I want to see if they can uh, beat Vancouver as they have 
you know, they have won in the win category, which is shocking. Uh, they were a team that was in the bottom um, last year. They These teams tied 0-0 the last time they met, October 16th, 2016. So we'll see what happens. Vancouver... I want to see if uh, Freddie Montero is able to get on the board. They're able to put um, a lot of passes together and hopefully a couple in the net. Uh, I think that it's going to be harder than it seems for Vancouver. I think Vancouver is going to struggle this year. Um, I just don't think that they made the necessary additions um, to their roster, but we're going to see what happens. Uh New York, I think that they can beat DC United. Uh, they showed a lot of promise against Orlando, and I really do think that uh, they could win against DC. Um, I think Atlanta is going to beat Minnesota, um, maybe two, three nil. Um, Atlanta's got the attacking talent, and Minnesota is kind of like in the air right now, and they're kind of flustered, and you know their talent isn't exactly up to par um, with that of certain teams in the MLS. So, I mean, like, we'll see how it goes. Um, And the last game here is LA Galaxy and Portland Timbers. I want to see if Portland can prove me wrong and um, do us a solid and beat LA Galaxy. Or I want to see if LA Galaxy bounces back from the loss to FC Dallas, which I think that they will, um, especially against a weak defense of the Timbers. Um, I just don't think Blanco and Valeri are going to be able to get through the defense um, of Van Dam and his peers. Uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's a big, big, uh, big week next week for a lot of teams. Uh, seeing if they can bounce back or you know finally get one in the wing column. Um, I believe Toronto FC is away. Yeah, Toronto FC last. Uh, one against the Philadelphia Union 3-1 uh, October 26, 2016. So um let's see if they can replicate that. So we will see what happens. Um and yeah, well, that's pretty much it for updating you guys on like what's happened in the MLS uh so far. Um it's not it wasn't a shocking weekend. Um, a lot of it played out to what I thought. Chicago shocked me. Houston shocked me. I think they shocked everybody. Um, DC was kind of underwhelming, and San Jose kind of shocked me a little bit. So yeah, um, that's it's kind of interesting. Um, in the news, circling around the stadium. Um, sorry, in the news, circling around the MLS, Atlanta is going to change stadiums because apparently they. Their pitch is kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, so, uh, they're temporary grounds, apparently. They're, it's really concerning um, because apparently, like, the field is, like, very, very thin. Um, so, it's, but, like, nervously very thin, apparently, because apparently there's, like, a brick wall um just feet from the touch line so it just looks like if anybody slips they're going straight into that wall hold on a second still concrete wall surrounding the pitch could pose a problem uh, oh dear there was a death of a 21 year old argentinian footballer in 2015 serving as a reminder of the perils of the brick barrier oh dear oh he, oh he collided with it head first <gasps> oh dear it's a meter from the pitch okay so that makes sense 
Um, so they'll play eight home fixtures. Oh my God, they'll play eight home fixtures at the stadium before switching venues. Okay. Um, no, they should definitely. Oh my God, if I was if I were residents of Atlanta, I'd definitely have like a petition to see if to see if they can move somewhere else quicker. Oh my goodness, poor kid, twenty one year old. Ouch, man. Yeah, apparently he went headfirst into the wall and he died. Fuck. That's very, that's very, very unfortunate. I'm, I'm so, so upset to see that. Wow. I was in a good mood before that. That's super unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, that makes sense that they would definitely have problems that they need to uh, address. Oh, jeez. That might have been really low sounding. I was super far away from the mic. Oh, well. That's unfortunate. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, uh, besides that, like, Real Salt Lake's keeper, uh, Romando, by the way, uh, what a fucking game from him. If it wasn't for him, Toronto FC would have been up like 6-0. He had an unbelievable game. Um, so credit goes out to him. Um, yeah. That's that's pretty much it when it comes to when it comes to the MLS. Um, I am going to uh, be home next week, um, and I'm going to try to get something special going for the podcast. I'm going to see if I can link up with some buddies, um, kind of have like a group chat going on on the podcast. If not a group chat, I'll get some people in, uh, some soccer fans and some soccer players who. Um, who want to talk about not just the MLS, but Canadian soccer in general. I've talked about, you know, we've talked about the American programs a lot um, and the visions of the MLS and where it should go. Um, And I know one friend uh, in particular, if you're listening to this, uh, he wants to come on the podcast uh, to have a discussion about Canadian uh, football. So uh, I can't wait to have that discussion. We're going to see if we can link up um, in the coming week or so. Uh, If not... A friend of mine from uh, the, well, a Toronto FC supporter group, all right, called the Loonies. Um, a buddy of mine who who uh, started that uh, wants to come on the podcast to talk, uh, and I can't wait for that. I'm excited for it. I'm part of that supporter group, so, you know, uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, there's a lot to do in the next week or so before match day, so uh, keep everybody posted. I'll keep everybody posted. The Because I will be on spring break for next week, um, and I will have an episode out the following the following week, so week three, the, the episode will probably be out a little bit later because I will have to travel back to school um, on the Sunday. So after the matches conclude on the Sunday, it will be hard for me to get the... Um, the episode out as I will probably be sleeping because I will be tired so but before week four I'll definitely come out with a recap of what happened in week three um people that impressed people that underwhelmed you know if underdogs achieved if they didn't all that good stuff um but yeah this was another episode of the MLS Junkie podcast um hopefully I'll be coming to you from home next time um, with a guest, hopefully. We'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys later. Um, 
Thank you for all the support towards the podcast, to everybody that listens to it. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, we are now on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So I'm super excited um, for doing this the rest of the MLS season. And I hope to talk to you guys later.